You're listening to China Africa Talk. Jambo ni Bridget akikuletea kipindi kinachohusiana na China na Africa. Vous écoutez le dialogue sino-africain avec Bridget. Everything China, everything Africa. Olá, você está ouvindo China Africa Talk com Bridget. Sayidati wa sadati marhaban bikum fi al-hawar al-siniy al-arabi ma'a Bridget. Welcome back to the program. This is China Africa Talk, the program that brings you news and opinions from a Chinese and African perspective. I'm your host Bridget Mutambirwa coming to you from the Chinese capital in Beijing and today we are discussing sports with special focus on the Hangzhou Asia Games. Now the Asian Games are in full swing in China's eastern city of Hangzhou. More than 12,000 athletes from all 45 Asian countries and regions are competing. The Hangzhou Asian Games is the third of its kind to be hosted in China after Beijing in 1990 and Guangzhou in 2010. It is also the largest international sporting event held in China since the Beijing 2022 Olympic Winter Games. Now apart from making use of cutting-edge technologies and initiatives by the organizers to make it the first carbon neutral games the games debut some emerging sports that are quite popular among young people such as breakdance and e-sports so how do foreign journalists attending the 19th asia games in china's hangzhou think of the city and what are their expectations for the games For discussions, I'm joined by Francis Mtalaki from Kenya, Kojo Adams from Ghana, and Walter Nyamkondiwa from Zimbabwe. Listeners, please also note that this episode has been divided into two, and we hope you can join us again next week for the second half of this episode. But for now, let's delve into the discussion. Francis, Kojo, and Walter, thank you for joining us today on the program. You're welcome. Oh, many things. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, how long have you guys been in China? Perhaps let's start with Francis. Yes, uh, we've been here for at least uh, two months. Okay, and tell us where you're from and the trip that you guys made to the Asia Games in Hangzhou. How did that go? Well, I'm Francis uh, from uh, Mombasa, Kenya, mm. and uh, my trip to the Asian Games was uh, amazing. And from the preparation, uh, we're giving updates on what to expect on the actual opening ceremony. Mm-hmm. And uh, because I think I love sports, I. It is one of my lifetime moments, and uh, yes, I enjoyed everything. Okay, and Kojo, perhaps would you like to tell the guests where you're from and uh, what brings you to China and your experience uh, so far at the Hangzhou Games? Okay, my name is Kojo Adams from Ghana. Uh-huh. I work with Ghana News Agency. Well, I think my impression about the Asian game was awesome. Everything was on point, especially with the preparations. It, realize everything was really in place mm-hmm. the preparation and if you ask me we were at the opening ceremony right. it was a beautiful scene okay and and how about walter do uh, you mind introducing yourself and telling the listeners where you're from okay my name is walter nyamkondiwa i am from zimbabwe working mm-hmm. with uh, zip papers under the herald i've been here in china since um, the end of july mm-hmm. My experience so far has been quite out say insightful eye opening mm-hmm. and uh, my journey to the Hangzhou Games official opening uh, that is the Asian Games the 19th edition mm-hmm. I think um I would say a lot of work was put into it uh, to make it uh, memorable mm. it wasn't just 
about um, being there, but the experience and everything was extraordinary. Mm. We really enjoyed the spectacle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to what the organizers of the event did was to create an experience for when it, it was not just about the anticipation for the sports games, right. but to also leave someone with an, an impression of mm. how far they are able to go in terms of preparing and giving out experiences that will last a lifetime. Hmm, that's interesting. And how about Francis? Does that resonate with you as well? How do you evaluate the preparations uh, for the games? Well, from my side, the preparation is excellent. Uh-huh. Uh, you could tell there is a lot of uh, hard work that has been, has been put. Uh-huh. And also you could see the coordination that was there okay. uh, from the entry, from the transport side, and also all the security in terms of you could be able to tell, yes, there's a lot of coordination that has been put in place for those who will be getting in for the official opening ceremony. And then also the use of uh, technology. Right. Uh, remember where we did our security search right. and then the coordination to the ceremony itself, to the grounds. You know, you could tell that uh, the use of smart uh, technology uh, that was blended with the use of, uh, you know, the culture for the Chinese people, mm. the Asian community, that stood out for me. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, one of the, uh, I think, uh, memorable moments that I live with in mm-hmm. terms of uh, the Asian Games and what the Olympics have to do. You could be able to see the torch moving around, the people yeah. who are selected. Uh, the specifics that uh, many could say that, uh, you know, the roles that were being given by different individuals, you could tell that yes, this is a sport event, and you could be able to see from the from the grounds people cheering and connecting people from one end to another, irrespective of their background, irrespective mm. of their religion, anything. So um, it is one of the events that uh, many people would appreciate in terms of the preparations so far. Kojo, I hear extraordinary from Walter. I hear excellent coordination from Francis. How about you? Do you do you feel the same way? Well, I think yes. Touching on the preparation, mm. I, I realized everything was on point. Okay. As uh, Francis said, it means there was a lot of preparation mm-hmm. because imagine forty-six countries aside foreign journalists. Of course, you, you realize that and the more, to involve a lot of yeah, operations. Yeah, and, and, and the, and the 12,000 12, plus athletes as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and I also realized technology played a key factor. Everything went on smoothly. Right. Also, the timing was very, very apt because even though the number was great, mm-hmm. you realize that it is time-bound. If you miss your time, it means you have to step aside. Right. And it makes the whole process very, very effective. Right. So if you ask me, I think so far, so good, especially with the opening ceremony. Okay. And still on the opening ceremony, what would you say has been key to the success? Yes. Well, if you look at the program from the beginning, mm. the speeches to the display of the culture, it was very, very spectacular. Okay. Because the speeches more or less like introduces the audience about the game. Mm-hmm. And there's one 
striking thing, which is about unity, because game, football, activities brings passion. It okay. brings countries together. Right, right, right. So it's more of friendship, that understanding, mm -hmm. because even though there are different backgrounds, mm -hmm. different countries, mm -hmm. but there should be that unity of purpose, right. understanding, yeah. friendship. And I could see from the faces of the participants during the opening ceremony. Okay, so that's unity of purpose there. How about, Walter, what would you say was key to the successful opening of the Asia Games? You, Kojo mentioned unity of purpose, which is a good thing. What, what, what I would want to say is mm. that um, you have different countries yeah. coming together. Right. And make no mistake, the majority of people in the venue, mm -hmm. which, by the way, carries upwards of 80,000, 80, would obviously be from the hosting country, hosting nation, which uh, is yeah, China. Yeah. But um, you could sense that every time that a country was introduced, there was, uh, you know, when, when you look at it from a political perspective and everything, mm -hmm. there are bound to be contradictions. Mm. But sports happens to be the glue that sticks people together. Right, right, right. And you could sense from the cheers that there is no race, there is no color, mm. there is no ethnicity, there is mm. nothing. Mm. It's just people out there to express themselves and hoping to see whoever they are rooting for winning. Mm. And uh, whoever loses will lose graciously, <laughs> but that they are together. Did you have any teams that you found yourself saying, yeah, go for this one, go, go, go? I would say the atmosphere was was electric. Okay, okay. And um, I know that um, every time a, a country's name was called out, mm. there would be cheers in the stands, which means people are valuing the coming together mm -hmm. of, of nations, the coming together of, of people. I would say I'm rooting for the host naturally because that's where I am. Okay. Um, but I'm all for sport. Okay. I would say let the best team or the best individuals win. Okay. And Francis, I hadn't asked you this question as well, but um, what would you say was key to this successful opening and what were some highlights that you noted so far? You mentioned something about the torch uh, ceremony. Uh, was that something that caught your attention and was there more? Maybe let's start from what you thought was key to the successful opening and what struck you like, wow, I liked this. Um, for me, I think what struck me was the, uh, to host, first of all, to host such kind of an event is mm -hmm. not an easy task. And uh, you could tell they have taken their time right. uh, to prepare for this event. And the coordination that was done, I kept wondering maybe how many pre-trials uh, mm. have they done mm. to be able to achieve this kind of, uh, of an event. The use of technology, you mm. could see the animation that was there. Right, and right. blending it with the torch that is very significant uh -huh. for, the, for the Olympic Games. And I learned something about the leadership. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, President Xi Jinping just woke up and said, I declare this, the games officially open. Mm. To me, it was a, 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 second, a, a second of an official speech, mm -hmm. and that was it. Mm. It was eye-catching and something to learn uh, from the maybe African countries and mm. the leadership back, back at home. And also the issue of uh, 
that uh, my colleague also raised, unity. Right. She has there was no race and color. Mm. Uh, personally, I found myself moving, going to the front and just dancing with the, the participants there, <laughs> which were also welcoming, you know. Yeah. Those are some of the moments that I still have in my phone. And uh -huh. I like sports and I, I could feel the... The, the five, the connection. What was happening? Uh, yes. Did you have any favorite teams? What was your favorite team? Come on, you guys. You should have had a favorite team somewhere. Oh, um, <laughs> this is sport. <laughs> Depending, you know, um, from my understanding, different countries have different capabilities in mm -hmm. different end games. Okay. Um, so yeah, of course, I'm rooting for the host, but uh, uh, may for me, may the best uh, participant win. Uh, participants win and. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward also to, I know China is more of, uh, there's more badminton. Yeah, so I'm yeah. rooting for them to be able to uh, win more medals in that, in that space. Okay. And uh, all the best to the, all the participants. I thought you guys were going to say, look, we had a, we tossed a few coins and then Walter was supporting China and, and, and Francis was supporting this team. And this, I know guys to make lots of bets when it comes to sport. It's not easy considering how many sports disciplines uh, are in play. Some of them, you actually have to learn about them. Like, okay. I'm intrigued by the, 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 the new one. I'm not too sure about the name, but uh -huh. um, where, where you play volleyball with your legs. Okay, okay. Maybe you can explain what you saw. The sport, I understand it's, it has just been introduced in okay. these games. Okay. But um, it, it should really be a traditional sport in some in some in some countries in Asia. Okay, okay. But uh, obviously, it takes a lot of agility and um, maybe practice, which is different from our normal volleyball. Right. So that one comes through as very very in interesting, and uh, now that I have I, I have so many years without playing volleyball, I used to be a, a volleyball player. Mm -hmm. Mm, imagine that people do it with their legs quite <laughs> Ever wondered what's actually going on in Africa through the perspective of an African? How are things really going between China and Africa? What's the narrative of this relationship? Well, get a perspective with China-Africa Talk. Hear from African diplomats, entrepreneurs, academics, Chinese natives and more. Get on our wavelength every week to find out what's real with China Africa Talk. Find us on your favorite podcast. We'll see you there. Koja, you've been quiet there. Did you have any favorite teams you were supporting there? Did you find yourself cheering for a certain team? Yeah, I think when you look at the participating teams, I realize China has about three teams. So maybe I stand to be corrected. Okay. But obviously, obviously, my choice will be for the host. I love football mm -hmm. in particular. I love to watch football games. And I wish that the best team wins. Right. Even though I'm rooting for the host nation, I think football is a game of chance. Right, right. It is the preparation, the mental fitness. It revolves around. Mm -hmm. There are so many things off mm -hmm. and on the food discipline. Mm -hmm. So the best team wins and I'm, I'm okay with that. I enjoy football. And also, mm -hmm. I, I, I realized that the construction of the stadium was awesome. Okay. Because even when you are at the background, you could see the, the structure of the stadium. 
Okay. So, so beautiful. Okay. And I'm sure it's been constructed in such a way that even when it rains, at least it could cover the whole, the whole stadium. The, the, yeah, so the, it means, as my colleagues said, it took a whole lot of preparation. Mm -hmm. And it's no surprising that there's a saying that when you fail to plan, you will fail. Mm -hmm. So it shows that it reinforces the saying that the planning, the preparation, everything was very, very effective. And I think uh, it was a, a great, you know, edifice, especially the way the stadium was constructed to be able to meet the requirements of all the games, mm -hmm. more, more or less like fit for purpose. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Francis, you've been mentioning technology, technology, and I'm curious to know what you saw. I understand many high-tech uh, applications have been installed to deliver smart and safe games. Did you manage to unlock any smart technologies along the way during your time at the games? Yeah. For me, my interest with the technology was uh, how they are able to blend the animation, the 3D, 4K. Okay. Uh, Use. That was something that was eye-catching for me. At uh -huh. some point, you could feel like on the on the other side of the pitch, uh -huh. uh, you're seeing the 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 the, the, the crowd, but you feel now you can be you can be able to see the animations. And those were uh, how they were blended with the use of culture. Uh -huh. uh, that by, by by itself was eye-catching for me, and uh, I kept an uh, interest on how they, they could be able to achieve that. Uh, the process that it is involving them right. and also from the security side uh -huh. uh, whenever you were getting in you could tell that uh, the human aspect was less involved the technology okay. was very critical in terms of performing the roles of the security those are the two things i think uh, to me were eye-catching and mm -hmm. also you know to blend it with the performance that was there that stood out for me walter i just want to come in on on, on that one sure i think one of the major things that I observed related to technology mm -hmm. was the issue of um, transportation. Everyone talking about um, reduction of carbon emissions yes, yes. and um, uh, climate change. We found that in terms of the transportation mm -hmm. system, mm -hmm. there was use of electric vehicles, mm -hmm. I think, for, for most of the transportation. Mm -hmm. And um, the province mm -hmm. has adopted a numbered plate system, which, okay. um, if it's an electric vehicle right. with uh, zero carbon emissions, right. you have a green plate. Number plate mm -hmm. on your car. And, and, and you find that all the buses that were doing the shut the, the, the providing shuttle services mm. were electric electric vehicles yeah. and um you did have a chance yeah. to get on one of these vehicles eh? yeah okay. um there were electric vehicles uh -huh. which which were driver driven okay but they were also um autonomous vehicles oh. i noticed there was one one vehicle that um i think it's one of the features one of the features that uh came out um uh, prominently at, mm. at, at the at the Asian Games, mm. and it it also shows us where we are going as a world right, in sure. terms of trying to reduce trying to reduce um, carbon emission, use of green technology. Right. 
that was to me very very uh, outstanding still on climate change um the united nations climate change urges sports organizations and stakeholders to join a new climate action for sports initiatives that will define the trajectory and help sports prevail in global climate change objectives in your opinion would you say the games were a worthy opportunity for climate and environmental protection still on you walter i i think so much attention was paid to that right it was reflected even on the issue of um the flame oh yes Um, yes yes. usually we use the flame which uh, produces carbon 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 dioxide starting with the flame Mm. on on, on this occasion they were using methanol Mm mm-hmm which is zero carbon emission. Right, right. And um, coupled with that was also the, the virtual torch. Okay. Which was used as a way of also trying to address the issue of uh, carbon emissions. Right. I think you had um, a virtual runner. Yes, yes. With a yes. torch. Right. And that, I think it was one of the most spectacular, one of the most spectacular um, uh, <laughs> sites at, at the launch uh-huh. where you had a virtual runner mm. who came from from very far and <laughs> they actually ran into the stadium <laughs> you could actually see someone running but it wasn't a person yeah. and they went to to light the asian game it was very exciting to see it was a, a, a sight to behold but at the same time, making a point On this that whole... we need to be very uh, conscious of um, how uh, we can reduce emissions even mm. in sports. Flame actually sent a message on its own. Not wasn't just saying the games have begun, but it was saying, look, um, we're moving with climate and environmental protection here. Exactly. Mm, that's interesting. I hadn't actually thought about it that way. Um, Kojo and uh, Francis? Would you say the games were a worthy uh, opportunity for climate and environmental protection? Okay, let me come in. Sure. Okay. sure. What I also want to add my voice to what Walter said concerning uh-huh. the climate change. Okay. And we all know that climate change is with us. Mm-hmm. And most experts have said that some of these climate change are man-made. Mm-hmm. For instance, the flooding and indiscriminate pollution of the environment. Right. So I realize that most of the cars, mm-hmm. as uh, Walter said, were electric vehicles. Okay. So it means there's some deep thinking approach as far as environmental conservation is mm-hmm. concerned. Mm-hmm. So to me, I, I think it's an opportunity for other countries to learn from best practices. Right. I think maybe countries, maybe I'm sure the next, you know, tournament, they will factor all these things into it, not only in among the Asian games, mm. maybe other countries. We have the CAF, we also have FIFA. Yeah. So that at least they will factor all these things inside because it's very important mm, as sure. We discuss about the reduction of the carbon emission. Right. Because, of course, you have a whole lot of people participating, over 40 countries mm-hmm. coming for this game. 
So it means you have a whole lot of people and you never can tell. Pollution of the environment can cause havoc or health concern among the participants. So mm. what I can say as far as this uh, climate change is learning from best practices. Right. I think moving forward, other countries should liaise or partner with Chinese governments and learn from best practices. Listeners, unfortunately, that's where today's segment ends. And that was Francis Mtalaki winding it off. Do join us again next week. Same time when we continue our discussion with journalists Francis Mtalaki from Kenya, Kojo Adams from Ghana and Walter Nyamkondiwa from Zimbabwe on their perceptions, impressions and expectations of the ongoing Hangzhou Games. Until next week, it's goodbye for now. And friends in China, we wish you a happy golden week as you celebrate national holiday. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post it on social media or leave a rating and review. Thanks again. See you next time.